and good morning good morning good morning welcome 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 as you can see we're gonna be talking a little bit about Trumpster and what's going on with that bill and today uh, we're gonna be talking of course not just about what happened with the stimulus bill but we're gonna be taking a look at what's going on with the markets how are they taking the whole like hey I'm gonna veto this bill if you don't make some massive changes we're also gonna take a look into what's happening inside the world of crypto and where things could be going we might play around with some charts we'll see how that goes and of course we do have some stuff from sec uh the xrp uh, sue is um underway and the price of course has taken a big dump how low will it go uh, it's anybody's guess uh, will the investors care or not care we'll see clearly they did care thus Far, and so we'll see kind of how all of that rolls out. We also have some very bullish news when it comes to Bitcoin and Ethereum. So, of course, you want to stay tuned in for that. If you're brand new to the whole thing, hey, do me a huge favor. Subscribe to the channel. Do smash the like button. Do hit notifications. And let's do this. We use money daily and we fail to understand the basics of the asset. To refuse to inform yourself is to subscribe to financial tyranny perpetrated not by banks, corporations, government, or technology, but by those of us who use it yet fail to understand it. It is then that we agree to the terms and unknowingly turn our assets into liabilities, allowing our possessions to possess us. But it is time to change. Welcome to Money Geeks. Alright y'all, good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy pre-Christmas season. So, who's going to be Santa? Who's going to be Grinch? Who the hey knows? One thing we do know about this guy, hey, he uh, was given a bill, of course, we talked about it yesterday, what's in it, everybody was, you know, pre-spending money probably, everybody was very excited. He looked at it yesterday and said, no deal no deal whatsoever this is ridiculous he's taken it of course over to the twitter to talk about it and tweets about it there's an entire video of him basically saying hey did anybody even read this 5,000 page thing and look what's in it i don't agree with it and if you don't put in at least two thousand dollars for every american out there uh i'm not signing this i'm not signing this at all and you got to remove some of this other stuff so I don't know what's in the bill. I didn't receive the 5,000 pages. I didn't read them. So I have no clue what's in it. Of course, one thing we do know is that he's saying, hey, you got to go do something different. So Nancy, Nancy responded back in a tweet and saying, hey, nobody else from your party told us how big the check should be. So sure, we can talk about it. But of course, one of the problems that we've seen before is that uh, I don't think the Democrats are necessarily opposed to the larger amount to be sent. It sounded like it might have been Republicans, but who the hey knows? I'm not in these meetings, in these sessions, and I have no clue what's going on. And so, of course, we have to rely on the news sources, which are not always the most reliable ones. And I'll show you exactly what I'm talking about in just a moment. But before we get there, of course, it is Christmas season. Christmas Eve is tomorrow. Can you believe it? My gosh, we've almost made it. We've almost made it through 2020. 
who knew, right? But one of the things that is very important for everybody is packages and mail. And I've personally noticed that there is something wonky happening with the mailing service. And this has been happening for a few weeks now. And now, well, now we have additional information about what's going on with the U.S. Postal Service. USPS has been severely delayed. Thousands of packages were bottlenecked at the Allen Park USPS Distribution Center over in Michigan. And apparently this is not the Michigan story only. It's happening all over the place. Tractor trailers have lined up around the street trying to deliver and pick up packages from the U.S. Postal Service Detroit Network Distribution Center in Allen Park. And of course, they're unable to do it. Postal workers say inside their uh, wall-to-wall packages and, of course, there are letters that are stacked wall-to-wall there as well. It's kind of hard to actually walk between them. USPS officials say combination of workers in quarantine for COVID-19 and unprecedented holiday mail volumes have made it nearly impossible to deliver on time and not just in Michigan but across the country. Now one of the things that is also very interesting is that when you mail something regularly, well there's no such thing as a refund. You paid for it, it's sitting God knows where and uh, you can't claim for uh, mail uh, for a refund. The only one that you actually could do it with is Priority Mail Express is the only service that is backed by postage guarantee and of course if they fail to deliver then you can actually go and pursue it and try to see if you can actually get your money back. But of course most people when they mail stuff they don't want the money back. They just want the stuff to arrive and I will tell you that even priority mail is not guaranteed to arrive before priority mail would be there like one two three days right now it's taking about five to seven days plus and regular mail is taking as long as two weeks for something that used to be delivered in a course of only couple of days so that's something for you to pay attention to especially if you're paying your bills ordering your medicine, you know, Christmas presents. Some of the stuff can wait, but hey, if you're mailing cookies and that kind of stuff, uh, that might be a little bit too late. So just a few tips for you to pay attention to. And if something can wait post-holiday season, it might be a good idea. But again, most of the times when we mail stuff, it, we're mailing it because we have to get it delivered over there. And we have been relying on it so much. Now we are seeing a definite breakdown in the system. And when it comes to your credit, if you're paying, for example, your credit card bills, they could care less. So it might not be a bad idea to look to see if you can actually pay online. That way, you know your bill has been paid and you're not going into the collection uh, just because the mail service didn't deliver. Now, one of the things that I did share with you is that the 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 news media right all over the place cannot necessarily be completely relied on and there are fake news that are being delivered all the time one of the things that they were we just talked about the fact that trump uh, basically said no deal to the stimulus well there was a cnbc i want to say I, if, if i'm wrong i apologize basically said well um, or maybe it wasn't that it was somebody that said you know trump says no deal and markets crashed well i don't know that the markets crashed let's take a look at what's going on so he here is S&P 500 and what actually happened yesterday. As you can see, it started kind of nice. It went on down. It sort of recovered, but it is in the red for the day, negative 0.21%. 
Then we have the Dow. Dow Jones Industrial, basically the same thing, kind of went flattish, came down, came back up, and then came down negative 0.67%. NASDAQ, well, NASDAQ is NASDAQ. It started up, came back down, and then continued on to close uh, positive 0.51%. And uh, one of the things that I think is also important to take a look into is the futures market. So S&P 500, it's slightly up, but it's up. Dow futures slightly up, but up. And NASDAQ futures basically zero, but it is showing at positive 0.03%. One of the other things that is also interesting to consider is Tesla. Tesla stock has been performing incredibly well. And if you take a look at one year, you can see the massive sort of growth that Tesla has uh, basically seen in one year period. In five years, look at this thing. It's starting to look like Bitcoin in 2017. And uh, of course, if we take a look at what's going on in the five day period, right before the listing into the S&P 500, well, it was going up and pumping, pricing all of that stuff in. Since then, Tesla actually has been going down and it is down negative 1.46%. Of course, there were reports that were basically saying that because Tesla actually has dumped as much as it has, it has uh, basically cost the S&P 500 investors $7.2 billion. That is nothing to sneeze at because that's almost, almost the size of the bill that would have paid that $600 to the folks. So now it's time to switch to crypto. Let's take a look at the markets first. And we see Bitcoin is sitting pretty at $23,788.32. It has pumped 3% over the last 24 hours and a whopping 22.9% in seven days. Amazing and awesome. Ethereum is doing pretty darn well as well, sitting at $624.38. It did pump 4% in an hour, 1.7% in 24 hours, and only 5.8% in seven days. This makes me believe that Ethereum does have ways to go, and I'm going to be sharing with you charts later on in the episode, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Of course, the XRP has been replaced in the third spot by Tether. Tether is actually now claiming the third spot. XRP has dropped down to the fourth spot, currently trading at 0.349. So 35 cents, basically. And it has dumped 28.2% in 24-hour period, but it has come up almost 10%, 9.2% in the last hour. Uh, the rest of the coins look pretty darn okay when we scroll up and down. Some green, some red. It looks like Christmas to me. When we look at the biggest bumpers of the day in the last 24 hours, we do see that Synthetics has pumped a whopping 20.4%. So congrats if you're calling holding SNX. Zilliqa has done pretty darn well as well at 16.2% uh, pump. And uh, it has been doing really well. And in seven days, it has gone up 70.3%. But of course, a really good story goes over to CHSB. Swissborg. Swissborg has pumped 13.9%. And it is 100.5% over the last seven days. 
pretty darn good we do have some solid pumps in the last 24 hours on the dumping end of things of course xrp takes the crown at the negative 28.2 percent and of course that has to do with the sec lawsuit that we're going to be taking a look in just a moment yuma actually has gone down 17 uh, percent exactly but it also has pumped really nicely over the last few days so it kind of makes sense uh, xlm is the next one that has gone down 10.8 percent etc down 10 negative uh, 10.8 percent and then we go into the single digits so nothing necessarily on the crazy end of things so we do see a few dumps a few pumps but overall the market is doing pretty a-okay so what is happening with xrp well it is official the sec has filed 1.3 billion dollar lawsuit against ripple and the executives so not only did they charge the ripple as a whole they actually have personally charged uh, the executives within it so they are you know the uh, the as xrp folks are saying this is an attack against crypto um and the sec and some of the other folks are saying no this is not attack on crypto this is attack on xrp and the manipulation of what you are doing because they it sounds like potentially allegedly have been pumping it behind your backs lining their pockets with hundreds of millions of dollars and of course putting it into to benefit on their um you know uh, security on on their stock and they were using the xrp to do that stuff so we'll see how it all plays out only time will tell but one of the interesting things that it is happening is that we do have three exchanges that have now stopped trading xrp so the three crypto exchanges cross tower big c and osl have halted the trading of xrp tokens the SEC lawsuit was filed not only against Ripple itself, but co-founder uh, uh, Chris Larson uh, and CEO Brad Garlinghouse as well. Now, of course, now we're saying if the SEC wins its case against Ripple and the course deem XRP unregistered securities, this will present a serious risk to every crypto exchange that currently lists the token. This is coming from the experts, and this is why some of the exchanges have decided to dump the token. This is also probably the reason why the puppy is going down, and it's posing a huge risk, not just to the exchanges, but to the holders as well. Because if everybody ends up basically delisting it, then where the heck are you going to trade it? That means liquidity goes away and, uh, you know, it becomes a huge high risk proposition. So will you hold it? Will you not hold it? I don't know. I know people are very diehard for particular coins. For me, I don't know that I'm diehard on any one of those things. I do believe in protecting my own wealth, my own money, and uh, that's pretty much where I am diehard on. Now, if you want to read more, you can actually go over to the sec.gov and read the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission press releases and be able to understand what exactly they are saying. And you can see it right over here and be able to read it. You can probably go out there, do a little bit of online research, and you'll be able to find all kinds of reasons why they are actually going against Ripple and XRP. Well, I don't know that they're going against XRP. They're going against 
Ripple, the XRP is the reason why they're going against them. Now it's time to change a little bit on the little bit of a positive side because after all, it is, you know, day before Christmas Eve. So let's get into a little bit of holiday cheer and excitement, right? All right. So Swiss-based crypto bank Siba raises $22.5 million in Series B funding. And uh, that's uh, about 20 million Swiss francs is what they have raised. The Swiss banking regulation FINMA was recently said to be uneasy about SIBA's heavy backing from Asian investors. And they wanted SIBA to ensure it gets as much as half of an upcoming funding round from Switzerland investors. So who are the investors? Well, they are still individuals and entities from Asia, Europe, and of course, Switzerland as well. Now, the Switzerland-based crypto bank also offers SIBA uh, wallet app, e-banking service, and SIBA card facilities that support five major cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ether, Stellar, Litecoin, and Ether Classic, which uh, actually has gone down. So it does have a really interesting sort of holding. I don't know how they came up with it. Um, so I have no clue how they are using the stuff, but that's what they basically have. Earlier in 2020, Siba announced its plans to expand into nine other countries and raise around $95 million. But of course, they were not successful in getting that much money. They only raised a portion of that, not even a third of it, only $22.5 million. But again, nothing to sneeze at. And if they use that money well, I think they'll be able to do really good things. Now, we did talk about Bitcoin a little bit, and it's time to get into the bullish Bitcoin, the BB side of things. And Skybridge Capital is creating a Bitcoin fund and starts with a $25 million investment. Anthony Scaramucci from the billion dollar hedge fund Skybridge Capital said that there's more room for growth for Bitcoin as the asset is still in its first inning. He added his organization has put in $25 million in the recently announced Bitcoin fund, which will be available for accredited investors only starting on January 4th of 2021. Now, this is an interesting thing. When you get into these funds and stuff, only accredited investors can actually go in and participate in it, which leaves a regular old Joe like you and me and everybody else around the world that is not considered accredited. And of course, if you want to learn what accredited is, well, it has to do with your net worth and uh, also has to do with the amount of money you actually make per year. So you can't use your primary residence in that net worth. And so that's kind of how accredited investors are being uh, considered. This is all coming from the IRS code. And of course, you can look it up online and research it yourself to see if you qualify. But in my humble opinion, Bitcoin is so amazing. You don't even need to go into the fund. You can just go and buy the Bitcoin on your own, hold it in your own wallet. And you know what? You probably will get a much better deal. This is very exciting because what this does, it opens the door for some of the family offices, for some of the high net worth individuals that don't necessarily want to learn how to get into Bitcoin, although it's pretty darn easy these days because if I can figure it out and grandma can figure it out, they can figure it out as well. You do have to be a little bit of, you know, you gotta, you gotta read a little bit. You gotta do a little bit of something, right? But, of course, he's also saying we would have loved deploying the fund three or four months ago before BTC price skyrocketed to over 20000 However, he believes that the adoption curve is still very early and nevertheless, he admitted that his organization has spent 
two years researching Bitcoin and getting comfortable with it. Skybridge decided to build a client-friendly product with something of $50,000 minimum after talking to the industry insiders and uh, BTC proponents like MicroStrategy's Michael Saylor. So there you go. That's basically what's been happening. And it turns out Michael Saylor has been the biggest evangelist of 2020 for Bitcoin. The man has been on fire. You can probably see him in all kinds of podcasts and, and videos and interviews and all kinds of interesting stuff. So it's it's very, very cool. And, uh, you know, he alone has likely moved the price quite a bit. But of course, more people will start entering. And of course, we're going to see some insane moves coming in. So is Bitcoin a store of value? Well, here is what Scaramucci had to say. You either have to accept that Bitcoin is a store of value or not. There are still skeptics out there. And that's why we think we are in the first inning. After doing the research that we've done, we believe that it is, and I approve that message. Is it too late to launch such a fund after BTC's impressive fourth quarter of 2020 rally? Scaramucci said, you are about to see the wave of early adoption by the institutional community. I'd like to get our investors involved before that goes into full throttle. And he's saying that he thinks that it's going to go 2 to 3x from here. I actually think it could go way more than 2 or 3x. I think that's a brief pause before we coil on up and continue on going. Now, you've likely also heard that the Grayscale has stopped buying and accepting uh, new clients, but it looks like the current clients they have want more Bitcoin. And of course, what happened? Well, here is what was mined today, this little tiny green thing over here. And here is what Bitcoin bought by Grayscale today. As you can see, the whole liquidity and availability of the market of Bitcoin is deeply, deeply, deeply running into the problems where we're going to see prices have to go only one direction, and that is up. 12,000 new Bitcoin was bought uh, today or actually yesterday, which is 13 times the new supply. Grayscale adds another 12,000 BTC to its holdings, and that was done on the 21st. So this was a couple days ago, two days ago. This was worth uh, basically almost $300 uh, million at the current rate, so $282.5 million. As of December 22nd, uh, Grayscale held a total of 15.9 billion of crypto under management, and now you can add another basically uh, 282 million to that. That is huge, absolutely huge of what's going on. And of course, I believe that the prices are going to keep on going up. Now, this is not the only bullish news. So not only do we have a new fund that is coming in, that is going to get more people to get into crypto. We have Grayscale that is continuing to buy. Uh, I'm going to assume that Michael Saylor is buying every time we see a dump because the man knows what he's doing and he's making some serious money. So he's going to go even more into it. Then we have this, a new conference announced for the Family Office and High Network Blockchain Conference on January 21st, 2021. 
and it's going to hold in basically a, a first ever event that is dedicated only to the family offices and high network individuals in the blockchain space. And then, of course, they're listing what the speakers are and what's going to happen. And it's the only family office meeting dedicated to this space. They're expecting 80 to 100 families to join from all over the world. And I know you're thinking to yourself, but wait, Nev. You know, it's only 50 to 80 families, you know, that's that's nothing. Uh, well, uh, uh, 80 to 100 families at this scale, when they invest, they don't invest basically $20,000. When they invest, they invest, I don't know, $20 million. So uh, it's going to be in the hundreds of thousands and tens of millions of dollars, if not even more. And that's just scratching the surface. So again, Every day, just about every day, we turn on the news, we take a look at what's going on, we come here on the show like we are today, we're seeing somebody new coming in and buying uh, all kinds of crypto, all kinds of Bitcoin in, which is going to pump this puppy on up. And in final piece, before we get into the charts, is the Coinbase news now you have heard that coinbase is going to be basically they have filed for the ipo they're going to go and try to get listed on the stock exchange and there have been conversation of is it going to be tokenized ipo and of course we do have news that the answer is yes so here we go ftx is doing it the Coinbase CBSE products are contracts that will be settled through the exchange of cryptocurrency assets and according to the key information document published by FTX Derivatives Exchange, the Coinbase pre-IPO contracts represent futures contracts whose value link was is linked to the market capitalization of a specific stock, in this case Coinbase Inc. At the end of its first trading day, does the stock exchange. FTX noted that the pre-IPO contract tracked Coinbase market capitalization divided by 25 million with the contract balances set to be converted into the equivalent amount of Coinbase fractional stock tokens at the end of Coinbase's first public trading day. FTX added in the key information document that should Coinbase fail to go public by June 1, 2022, the pre-IPO contract balances will cash expire to reflect widely publicized $8 billion market capitalization. So if you are bullish on the Coinbase and you want to get into it, but you don't want to even deal with the whole uh, what's happening within the space, right? And you don't want to worry about, you know, uh, waiting for it to be listed. You want to benefit today. Well, maybe FDX has a solution for you. And now, the grand finale of them all. Let's go in and take a look at the charts, y'all. So here we go. We do have the charts, the beautiful Bitcoin chart that hopefully you can see over here. As you can see, we are going sideways and trading beautifully in the channel. This is what we seen yesterday. And today, let's go in and do, uh, let's take a look right now where we are with our regression trend. We're going to take right over here from the pump till basically today. And as you can see, we are definitely is an upward trend and we are trading within the channel right now. This is incredibly good and incredibly exciting news. And as you can see, the more that we wait, right, 
the more that we wait and we kind of get on into the higher level, the um, RSI keeps on dropping, basically making it even more affordable to get into Bitcoin. So this sideway motion, it does have an upward trend, as you can see it right there on the screen, but it is a sideways motion and it is actually quite powerful of what's happening right now. Every time we get into this sort of red level of the thing, it bounces right back up into the blue. And will it break? Will it not break? We don't quite know. Uh, but it looks like we do have a potential holding bottom in the uh, mid to high $22,000 level. And right now, uh, it looks like we are at about 24 uh $24,200 level as sort of this range between which is trading. And it is actually quite beautiful and amazing to see this happening. So please do stay tuned. Do watch it. I do think it's going to do marvelously well. And who knows, we might get a beautiful Christmas present this season. The second chart that I want to take a look into is the Ethereum chart. Now, Ethereum chart is doing something different than Bitcoin chart, um, but of course, it's making me very bullish nonetheless. As you can see, we did have this sort of wedge pattern thing that we broke out on the upside, but it couldn't hold. And since then, Bit, uh, Ethereum actually started trading downwards. So you can actually see from the new pump when we went into the mid $600 level, uh, we've kind of gone down, we've kind of gone up, we've hit almost like a double top. It's not exactly, but almost like a double top at about $670 level. And we have been going down since then. Um, but it is trading within the channel. And you will notice right here that there is this sort of a line that kind of is an ascending line right here, white line. And then there's a flat line over here as well. Well, that is the line that I actually drew. And as you can see, Ethereum is drawing a beautiful triangle pattern, okay? And uh, it did break through the pattern. It's coming right back into it right now. Let's eliminate some of these old things that we did play around, that I played around, and I think you were there with me, playing around with me. So you will see that there is this beautiful... Uh, line right over here and there's this line over here and this is a long-term trend of Ethereum. So while we are on the sort of downward slope right now with Ethereum, um, I do believe that there is a much larger game afoot that has been playing around since basically uh, Thanksgiving plus minus. So it's been playing around for about a month. And if you know anything about trading and analysis, you do know that long-term trends tend to do much better than short-term trends. So of course we're seeing now this long-term trend triangle really play out and you can see that it has come up, it hits this uh, $622 level, comes back down, then it comes right back up, it hits the level, kind of goes sideways, right? Then we come back down, hit the triangle up, hit the triangle. So this is becoming a very good support level for Ethereum. Then we've come up, we did break through right here. This was uh, what, about uh, December 16th or so. We did break through, we did hit into the new highs right over here and have been coming down since. Now, looking at the stuff, looking at the chart, I do believe that even though we have, you know, it's coming down 
Oh, come on, go away. Nobody's interested in doing that. We don't want to reload. We just want to take a look. So as you can see, it's coming back up. It wouldn't surprise me if maybe we break through. So this is not a true sort of, um, you know, if we don't break through, it's definitely a true sort of ceiling or resistance level. Um, but we could potentially bounce, come back down to, I don't know, uh, 600, uh, sorry, $580 level all the way to $590 level. So we could see it kind of continue going on up. And I do have these basically meeting in the future. And the future is bright right around January 2nd. So this is where the two meet right around January 2nd. Uh, it basically says 3 p.m. That's that's what the that's what the drawings have come up with. Will it play? Will it not play? And at that point, we'll see which direction it goes. It should go on to the upside, and it should be an explosive move. But again, um, you know, it's anybody's guess. I really don't know how this is going to play out. To be honest with you. The final piece that I do want to take a look into is the ETH and Bitcoin comparison chart. And as you can see, we have actually come down since the 2018. So in January of 2018, this is where everything started to kind of unravel. And this is where Bitcoin and Ethereum were sort of like the closest in proximity. Uh, Ethereum has been falling down compared to Bitcoin since then and is forming this uh, basically bottom fa uh, formation if you take a look into it. So this is where we stand right now um, and it is basically letting me know that more likely than not, not only will Bitcoin continue to pump, but it's letting me know that Ethereum has a potential to do something absolutely insane absolutely insano and be able to come way 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 higher so you can see it right here very clearly that it's almost creating this beautiful u-shaped cup formation and if that is the truth if it continues going that way it should explode on the higher end i don't expect to see this explosion happening um you know anytime soon i do actually expect to see it i don't know uh, maybe by the end of uh, 2021 now, the additional piece that I also wanted to take a look into and share with you has to do with Ethereum. Uh, let me see right over here. So one of the interesting things, here's that triangle that I was sharing with you uh, that we've been in since basically November 22nd. But one of the things that let me take a look at year to date. Here we go. Perfect. Uh, that I wanted to share with you is uh, take a look at the long term trend year to date chart of Ethereum. And one of the things that you will notice, let's see, I do want to get a pencil. Uh, let's change a color so that you can actually really see it. We're going to go with this. Uh, one of the things that is very cool and interesting is take a look. Um, of course, this is going to be crude drawing because I'm freehand drawing it. But it is creating a beautiful formation on up. So if we zoom out right now from here, you can see that it's going to start turning parabolic because what happens right around here, right around here, this section, hold on. Come on. Uh, yes. In this section right over here is basically flat, right? And then it starts going on up more and it starts going on up more 
And I think right over here, when we break through this triangle, what I believe we're going to see is something much more parabolic. Now, is it going to go straight on up like that or straight on up like this? I don't really know, but we can definitely see the motion under which it goes. And we are somewhere around here. Okay. So I do believe that Ethereum is going to be doing some absolutely amazing stuff in a very short period of time and in a short order. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Hey, if you're brand new to this whole thing and you're enjoying it, do me a huge favor, smash the like button, subscribe to the channel, and I will see you probably tomorrow, maybe not tomorrow morning. We'll see. It is Christmas after all. We'll see. Um, I might actually, yeah, looking at the calendar, looking at everything else, I will not see you tomorrow or Christmas Day. Uh, there might be a video, uh, but there might be a surprise thing if there is something amazingly awesome happening. So from me to you and to yours, happy Christmas to you. If you're celebrating, if you're not, well, then happy. Uh, pause on the insanity of everything. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. And I look forward to seeing you in a few days. Until next time, stay forever money blessed. And do remember, you are only one deal away.